Welcome to Pen and Page Gals, the podcast where we're flipping through our favorite and recent reads. Your hosts are me, I'm Jensine. And I'm Sophia. And in a digital age when everything is fast-paced and fighting for our attention, we hope to inspire you to slow the scroll and pause for some pages instead. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our May Pen and Page Gals episode. And if you're joining us on Instagram Live right now, hello, hello. Nice to virtually meet you guys and see you guys. I'm so glad you guys are here. If you are on our Instagram Live, would love it if you would drop a little comment saying hello, where you're from, maybe how you found us or know know us or um, heard of us. Um, we're super excited to be recording this today. If you didn't notice, we skipped an episode last month in April. So it's been a while since it's we've chatted about books and mm-hmm. um, recorded a podcast episode. So yeah, it's been it's been a while coming and we're just happy to kind of get back into the routine of things. Um, the last time that we recorded, it was, I think, right... I don't remember the exact date, but it was mid-March, and it was Mm -hmm. right as Shelter in Place was was right before. Yeah. I want to say it was like that weekend. That weekend, yeah. We were going to meet in person to record. Right. um, But I think (laughs) everything was starting to happen. We were like, maybe it'd be better if we didn't. (laughs) And And I think that Tuesday or something – the Bay right. Area went into shelter and down. Place. Yeah. yeah. I remember when we recorded in March, we were kind of joking like, well, the libraries are still open, but who knows how long they'll be open for. And then like the week after they closed yeah. and everything yeah. closed down. So how have you been in sheltering <laughs> in place for the past two months? Two months. This is what? Yeah. Week, week nine, nine or something. That is something. so yeah. crazy when I think yeah. about that. Like literally blows my mind but like you said um everything shut down in the bay area and things are slowly slowly starting to open up yeah honestly for me my day-to-day more or less looks the same because my kids are little so it's not like I have to do a lot of school with them Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and we were kind of used to being home a little more um so day-to-day was okay I think it was more of the like big picture, you know, how it's affecting, you know, not just everyone around the world, but, you know, our friends, our jobs, our economy, um, small businesses. I think that's been very, like, I'm fatigued. Like, you know, the quarantine fatigue that everyone's Mm -hmm. talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. not only are we like stuck inside and all this crazy stuff is going on, but I'm just like t- so tired. And so yeah. dealing, dealing with the mental aspect of it all yeah, more than, more than like the physical, you the know, physical. Yeah. 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 So for me, I feel like my emotions have been like this. If you're listening and not on the Instagram live, I'm making mm-hmm. a wavy hand motion <laughs> because when everything first shut down, I think nobody really understood what was really happening and mm-hmm. and how much of an impact this was going to have on us. Yeah, yeah. It was originally just supposed to be two weeks, which right, right. even when they said that, I was like, I, I don't think it'll last just two weeks. I think it'll go a little bit longer, but n- I don't think anyone could have imagined like yeah, no, nine weeks. I remember right? so, so Shelter in Place in the Bay Area went into effect on like Tuesday and they announced mm-hmm. it like that Monday. And I remember texting you. I was like, 
should I go get my nails done right now? Or like, should I go to the library? Or like, yeah. do all yeah. the things. And now mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, shoot, I totally yeah. wish I had we done those have. things. I, I know. know. We should have, but we didn't because we didn't yeah. know. And even that, it went into effect on Tuesday, but that next weekend, you and I and a mut- another friend of yeah, ours, we, we were, were supposed, supposed to have out. a girl's day in the city. Yeah. And even then, as the shelter in place went into effect on that Tuesday, we were like, so this weekend, should we not have our girl's day? Yeah. We, we just really, we, we didn't even know didn't what was know. happening. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, we, you can even like imagine planning yeah. a girl's day out in the day. No. I wish there was a spot open yeah. right now. So that's why we skipped April. Well, I mean, we just, I think everything piling up. Um, yeah. You'll probably talk about like social or your distance learning with your kids. Like, yeah. I think just on both sides, we were feeling just everything else coming in. So we're sorry was, we weren't here in April. <laughs> we talked about doing an April yeah. recording, but neither of us had really even read anything worth discussing. And um, kind of like you mentioned, Jensen, there was a lot that we are both going through, like with our mm-hmm. husbands and families and just mm-hmm. the economy. And for mm-hmm. me, like all three of my kids are now home and they were all in school before my youngest was yeah. in preschool three days a week. So it was just that. And then the distance learning, which for the first couple of weeks, the like information kept changing. Like at first it was like, no, we're not going to do distance learning. Like we'll give you an optional curriculum to do. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't. And then that changed to, well, school will not be reopening at all this school year. So you have to do this work and submit it. I think just learning how to adapt to all that was a lot of mental energy, not to even mention like the physical energy to keep up with you know keeping people alive tiny humans yeah. alive tiny humans so that's alive. why yeah we didn't <laughs> I don't educated we had, yeah, had time to read and just there wasn't really much to talk about in April anyway yeah. so yeah we skipped April um but I would say like in the past few weeks after kind of getting back into a rhythm and finding a new sense of normal being quarantined at home I've gotten back into my reading groove. Yes. I don't know if you, you have a long list. Have, have. <laughs> I have a long list on my in our little podcast outline. That's what if you see me looking to the side, I'm looking at our outline. But I have a long list of books that I read just because there's nothing to do. Like there's nothing <laughs> else to do, especially at night when all my kids are sleeping. I made yeah. myself a rule that on school nights I'm not allowed to watch things like on YouTube or whatever Before I go to sleep. like I can watch something yeah. after dinner but not like yeah. watch something to fall asleep just because I would not fall asleep then and then the next day I'm a mess for my kids and just yeah so because sure. of that I've been reading a lot before bed more so than usual Good. reading so, is great um, going to bed. it is it's it's a great way to fall asleep I've just been reading mm-hmm. a heck of a lot of books which we can dive right into and start talking about yeah. So, t- all so, right. Yeah, you have all the reads because I'm, I'm literally going to talk about like one know, you or like two, two or three, but yeah. I you get started for five. <laughs> so if seven, you're looking for a book to read during quarantine, because who knows how much longer this is going to go for, um, we're going to give you some recommendations that we've read over the last few weeks or basically during this whole quarantine time. Yeah, I just um, and Sophia's read a lot. So I read eleven <laughs> books, and this isn't since March. This is like eleven books in the last two weeks. I think like yeah. one after the we other. were doing okay. some catching up. Yeah, we were, we were. Okay, 
So the first book that I read was um, a book that came as a recommendation from Jen Seen. If you listen to our previous podcast episodes, this will sound familiar, but it was Sorcerer of Thorns by Margaret Rogerson. And wow, it was really good. Um, I would give it a four and a half out of five stars. It has a lot of fantasy and magic and the whole story itself, it centers around books and libraries having their own mm-hmm. magic with obviously a love story. right up in our – Yeah, so it was like perfect. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go much into the plot because we already talked – Jensen talked about yeah. it when she first brought it up. But I'll just say that I really enjoyed the book as I was reading it, but the ending is what really sealed the deal for me. Dude. Like that – there's this last like – page or two oh my gosh and when I, I like thinking about when i read it i literally gasped out loud i went <gasps> me too <laughs> the, oh the book gosh, ended like too. the last sentence yes. i was like <gasps> the last one. so Does it make you it's like it's a standalone and it's a standalone, you love yeah. that it's like not a series yeah. but doesn't that make you like want to know what's gonna happen or do you yeah. like it like kind of i mean just i, I think I, no i could be either way like i feel yeah. Like the the way it ended was, I feel satisfied. But if a second book were to come out, I would definitely pick it up and read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was my first book. Good pick, Jensen. I really liked that. So the glad. next book that I read, uh, there's a backstory to this next book. So the next book is called The Dinnerless by Rebecca Searle, and I would rate it a three and a half to four stars out of five. And um, I would I would give it more of a four if it had felt like more like my style. But mm. I don't it, – it's it was a super heavy and emotional book, and I don't gravitate towards those types of types of books to begin with, which is why I feel like for me personally, it was more of like a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about a young woman named Sabrina who arrives at her 30th birthday dinner and finds that all of the dinner guests are people who she's listed on her – um, five people living or dead, you know, you you know that thing that people talk yeah, about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five people living or dead, if you could pick to eat dinner with, like, who would you have at your oh, dinner Oh, interesting. Party? So yeah. she walks into her 30th birthday dinner and those five people are there. And it's just kind of like, it it goes from there. It starts off really confusing. You, you Interesting. You're, you're are some it. of them dead? Some of them are dead. Oh, wow. Some of them are famous people like Audrey Hepburn and some of them oh, are like, like yeah, people yeah, yeah. from her past. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And you, you don't really understand what you're, what's going on. Like you you jump in and you're kind of like, what is happening? Like who are these people? Who's Sabrina? I don't know what I'm reading. The only reason why I read this book was because I'd heard a lot of buzz about it last summer from some bloggers that I follow that mm-hmm. also like to read books. And when we were on vacation um, in Mexico – like the resort had this like free little library, you know, where guests oh, can like fun. Yeah. Can leave a book or whatever. And somebody had left the dinner list. So I was like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. I'll read it. So I took it and said, I'm going to read it on the plane right back. So you Mexico. took Oh, so you could like take it with yeah, you. Yeah. It's like, oh, no that's so crazy. It's like this open shelf, like take yeah. it, leave it with Oh, so I cool, took cool. it. And just as a side note, I I returned it to like another library. Like I donated it to okay. another library. When I back. <laughs> but I started reading it on the plane back from Mexico. And that was the plane ride where my oldest daughter, she was eight at the time, started vomiting on the plane ride. Do you remember yeah, this? She started throwing up. It's like a th- what, three, four hour flight from Mexico. Mm-hmm. She threw mm-hmm. up like seven times in a row. She wouldn't stop. She started vomiting and it just kept coming up. And it was right in the middle as I was reading that book. And I had to like, I don't like chuck it off to the side and deal with her. And I, Started, so I started it last summer and didn't finish it until nice. just now. It took almost a year for me to read it because every time I looked at it, I just thought of vomit on airplanes. And I was like, I don't 
I don't want to read this no book. No better time to read yeah. than quarantine, I right? I finally did finish it. Um, it was okay. I feel like if you like deep and emotional books, you might like it. It did get a lot of buzz. A lot of people liked it. It just wasn't mm-hmm. really I've nice. heard of it. I've seen it. I've also seen it on like the bookstagrammers. Yeah, the bookstagrammers. Good term. Yeah, I don't I don't know that it's like my bread and butter, but yeah. it, was, it was fine. Yeah. Okay, moving on. The next book I read is something that's my bread and butter of reading. It's another Christina Lauren book, which you and I love. Um, it's I called have one Hating on my you. list too. Yeah. <laughs> Dating You, Hating You. Um, and it's like a very classic Christina Lauren type of story. Easy. Mm-hmm fun just it's a good distraction during during quarantine mm-hmm. um it wasn't my favorite book by them you know my favorites are the unhoneymooners and josh and hazel's guide to not dating this wasn't as up there for me as those okay. titles but it was good i mean it has that rom-com chick lit boy meets girl kind of feel mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. characters are two hollywood agents named carter and evie and they work for rival agencies that end up merging mm-hmm. Okay. So there's like competition between yeah. them and yeah, yeah, yeah. like sexual tension. Like they like each other, but like they kind of hate each other. Hence the yeah. title. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I gave that book a three and a half out of five. It's, you know. Solid. It's something to read. Yeah, yeah. A solid read. A solid read. Yep. I had a lot of solid reads. Yeah. Next solid read that I read. <laughs> like just going through these like one a day. Go. I had nothing mm-hmm. to do. The next one was by Kristen Higgins, who's one of my all-time favorite like yes. easy beach read type of authors. And um, the title of the book is Just One of the Guys. And it's kind of similar to Dating You, Hating You in that it's not my favorite by this author, but it's a quick and easy read if you're just mm-hmm. looking for something, you know, to pick up in between like making dinner for the kids or something like that. Um, It's about a girl named Chastity O'Neill who has four older brothers and she has a huge crush on one of her brother's best friends. And he feels like a fifth brother to her, but she like really likes him. You know, you can Mm -hmm. just kind of, I'm already getting like feels. I need to read this. (laughs) It's just like that type of, you kind of already know how it's going to end even before it starts, but it's fun to read it anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was another solid three and a half out of five for me. Next book I read was called You've Been Volunteered by I've Lorna Selman. Have you have you read the first one? I haven't. It's been on my Goodreads for forever. But okay. yeah, so I know you liked it. For people who, who don't know, um, it's a sequel to a book called Class Mom that came out maybe three, three-ish years ago. Um, I read Class Mom and don't remember anything about it, so I can't tell you <laughs> other than I remember I liked it and it was funny. Yeah, I, I don't remember you really liked much, it too. Not remember much about the plot. This is supposedly a sequel to it. It's called You've Been Volunteered. I think though you could read it as a standalone because like I said, I didn't remember anything from the first book and I still liked it. And it's just about a mom named Jen Dixon who again finds herself as a class mom for her son's class. The first book was like her first year as a class mom for his class and this is like a follow-up like a second mm-hmm. year of the class mom for the next class or whatever and it's just like her adventures trying to micromanage and please teachers parents pta yada yada i actually just liked it because i found it really relatable i was um yeah. class, class mom for my uh preschoolers preschool classes past school year and i didn't want to be class mom but they kept asking me and i felt like i couldn't say no yeah so i ended up doing it and just i it's not my cup of tea like being a class mom is not my favorite thing so reading mm-hmm. this book was kind of funny because she puts just a funny spin on it it was good three and a half out of five right like okay. it's just yeah. a lot of the books i read were like great not yeah. not many of them are it's a cute cover 
they those the very those cute two are, books are cute yeah. covers i remember yeah 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 um this next book i don't know if you've read this one jen scene but it's the I wedding haven't. date i this mark this author i have like bookmarked all her books i just haven't you need to read this to it. i know yeah i know i'm gonna like it <laughs> it's <laughs> a wedding date by jasmine guillory i don't know if i'm pronouncing her last name right but i had heard a lot of hype about this book and the author and wow let me just say it was as good as I thought or hoped it would be. It kind of mm-hmm. felt the same way. You know, I heard a lot about the Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren before I read it. And mm-hmm. when I finally read it, I was like, whoa, that totally delivered. It's the same feeling. I heard, heard a lot about the wedding date, finally got it from the library, read it and was not let down, was super into it and enjoyed it. It's set in the backdrop of the barrier, which like extra brownie points for me because it feels local. Oh, cool. I love that. We talk a lot about like Berkeley and just the city and Oakland. Yeah. So that was really fun. Um, But the plot is basically about a girl named Alexa who gets stuck in an elevator, a hotel elevator with a random guy named Drew. And she somehow agrees to be his date to a wedding that he's a part of later that weekend. Mm-hmm. And lots of love and hilarity ensues. You know, I could picture it like being a movie. Made into- yes. Yeah, I could picture being made into a movie at some point. Um, it was really, really good. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say as a warning, just because you know, I know there's different people who listen to our podcast. There is sex in this book, so if that makes you feel kind of uncomfortable, we're just skip those pages. Skip. It's not like you're gonna yeah. miss anything out uh, from the plot, and it's just kind of like a little flip, warning. Flip, flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for you guys, it's definitely it's got like some rated air content in there but it's okay it's it's fine like the story itself is really really cute i liked that one a lot a solid four out of five stars for me I feel okay like i'm talking about my list yes put it on your list put it on your list my next book that i read was also another solid four out of five it was called my not so perfect life by sophie kinsella and I read this oh well, keep going first let me just know. say yeah i know there's a lot of titles that i'm kind of breezing through right now and um We'll have all we'll the titles them. in yeah. our show notes, so like, mm-hmm. don't feel like you need to, you know, what did she say? Whatever. I'm just kind of going through them because there's so many. Um, <laughs> so my not so perfect life. Um, Sophie Kinsella has been one of my favorite authors mm-hmm. since I was like she's great. years old. Yeah, she, yeah. you know, shopaholic series. She's super well known for she's that so kind funny. of like wit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, this book is not that same sort of like shopaholic feel. It's it's a little bit more weighted. But it's mm. still funny. Goodreads describes it as part love story, part workplace dramedy, part witty critique about social media. And I have to one hundred percent agree. That's exactly how I would describe it. Yeah. Her, the main character is a girl named Katie Brenner. She's from the countryside, but she wants to make it big in the city. And, you know, she kind of she's obsessed with her boss at the agency that she works out. Her boss's name is Demeter, and she's this big social media star. And she mm. thinks that her life is perfect and just kind of like wants to emulate her and become her. And um, one day Katie gets fired by Demeter from work and it kind of like goes from there and, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's it's really good. There's a little bit of love in there. There's yeah, you know, it's good. I really liked that one. Four out of five stars. Um, the other, okay, so the wedding date that I just talked about before my not so perfect life is part of a series, and it has mm-hmm. like a book two, a book three, a book four. And because the wedding date was so good, I was like, oh yes, sign me up for the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the other ones were such a disappointment. Oh, really? Oh, I mean, sad. they were fine. I would give them three out of five stars. Mm-hmm. Like, they were... So the sequels yeah. that I read are called The Proposal and The Wedding 
party also by okay. Jasmine. Um, so in the wedding date, the original book, the main characters are Alexa and Drew. And the sequels, the proposal focuses on Drew's best friend. And then the third book, the wedding party focuses on Alexa's best friend. So it kind of okay. takes the I like books like that. Or I like series like that where no, they that part expand is fun. the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That part is fun. And then like Alexa and Drew from the first book make like little cameos in the other books. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cute, cute. Is fun. And it does it's it's there's nothing wrong with the books. It's not that they're poorly written. And mm-hmm. it's not even that they're formulaic because you know me, I have nothing against formulaic books. Yeah. Like I yeah. love a, a good book with a pretty <laughs> I think it was just like Something about the magic of the first book didn't really translate yeah, through another. Yeah. At least for me, I don't know. Yeah. They were they were fine. I would say that if you have nothing else to read and they're available mm-hmm. in the library and you want to read something, go for it. But if you have other books that you can read, don't feel compelled to you have to read it and definitely yeah. don't don't spend money buying these books are like <laughs> not worth your money like just get them from the library these are library reads these are library sure. reads and they'll be available because nobody else is reading them <laughs> sorry i mean it's yeah no just shade just no us. shade yeah it's just it's just how i feel um okay the next book i read you guys i'm not done yet the next book i read was life and don't Other worry things. my my list is gonna be really short <laughs> The next book I read is called Life and Other Inconveniences by Kristen Higgins, who, again, is one of my favorite authors. And this one, four and a half out of five. Okay. Like, high, high. Legit. This one does not have that rom-com storyline that a lot of Kristen Higgins books follow. Um, it's not as fluffy. There is still humor in it, and the writing is really good. I bawled like a baby when the book finished because it Aww. has a lot of references to family and like mother-daughter relationships in it mm-hmm. um but basically it's about three main characters a woman named emma her daughter named riley and her emma's grandma named genevieve and mm-hmm. emma goes to live with her grandma genevieve um when she's eight years old and genevieve is a super wealthy like fashion powerhouse i kind of think martha stewart but of mm. fashion yeah. she's super well known people like have this image of her she's like a socialite but she's super like she's not fuzzy she's not warm she's just very like proper and upright mm-hmm. uh, when emma is in high school she gets pregnant by her high school boyfriend and genevieve kicks her out of the house unceremoniously mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you're on your own like you thought you're an adult you get pregnant be an adult then go raise your child so she leaves and she has her baby named riley and fast forward 15 years now, Riley is a teenager and just through circumstances, all three of them find themselves living in the same house again for a summer. And mm-hmm. the story is just about that summer that they spend together. And it was, oh, it was really, really good. It's yeah. different than they normally yeah. But I will say, even though it was a little bit more grounded of a storyline, it wasn't heavy. Like I don't okay. do well with books that are Mm-hmm. super like sad and heavy, heavy. Yeah. like uh-huh. the that I talked about that felt really sad to me this doesn't feel sad it just felt emotional and kind of mm-hmm. cathartic and just yeah. it's, it's not as fluffy but it was still really good I liked that one a lot highly recommend that one and I'm almost done <sighs> the next book I read was The Perfect Couple by Elin Hildebrand I don't know if you've heard of Elin Hildebrand but she's kind I, of like I've heard of you mentioning her and I've seen yeah, like the covers she's, are very like iconic to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's kind of known as the queen of summer. A lot mm-hmm. of her books are set in the backdrop of uh, Nantucket. Oh, um, yeah. And a lot of them take place in the summertime. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. This one is one of those. Um, 
it's a murder mystery and it has like a whodunit twist to it. Ooh. I couldn't put it down. I think I read it like in one day. Like it was one of those books that I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, time, yeah. dinner time, let's order pizza. I'm going to keep reading. <laughs> I had to figure out who like the answer to the murder mystery. Yes. Right? It is, is. It's 4th of July weekend. Um, there's a huge wedding taking place on the island of Nantucket. And it's the son of one of the island's, you know, most well-known families is marrying mm-hmm. his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And on the morning of the wedding, the maid of honor washes up dead on the shore. <sighs> and so it's like, obviously, the wedding gets canceled. Yeah. It's like, who murdered her? Why would they murder her? What exactly happened? And Are her very- books normally, like, mystery-ish or no. drama-ish? There, there are elements of, like, what's going on in a lot of her books. Like, you'll mm-hmm. find, over, like, one thread of the storyline in a lot of her stories. There's, like, a question that wants to be answered. But mm-hmm. most of them aren't straight-out murder mysteries. Like, this one okay. from the beginning, it starts with a dead body. And you're mm-hmm. like, what mm-hmm. happened? And you're kind of going backwards and trying to figure it out. It was really mm-hmm. good. I liked that one a lot. And then the last book that I'm actually still reading right now is the fourth book of the Wedding Date series that I've oh, been okay. talking about. Mm-hmm. and it's so slow like i'm not a quitter which is the only reason why I i'm know. still reading this book otherwise i would have give, given up on it a long time ago it's just like not it's the characters the main characters in this book are the parents so they're like oh okay so in the wedding date and the proposal whatever the characters are like our age like in their 30s and this fourth book, oh, sorry, the title is Royal Holiday by, J- by Jasmine Guillory. The t- the characters are, like, in their 50s and 60s. Like, okay. And they're, like, having, like, romantic trysts and <laughs> sleeping with one another. It's just really weird. I'm reading it. And yes. I'm just like, I can't get into it. Like out there. Not not our, like, peer, peer I group. mean, I'm sure when I'm that age, I'll be like, what? Like, you can be romantic at any age but for me right now i'm like that is weird i don't want to really read about that yeah so uh, i feel you yeah i don't know and then you're gonna finish it because you're not a quitter i'm not a quitter i I would have been like i know you would have been like (laughs) two chapters and you've been like i'm over it um i did listen to two audiobooks which i know we don't usually talk about yeah Uh, i love that one was open book by jessica simpson it's like you like it it was interesting i i liked it it around also yeah, I liked it because she was popular when I was, like, coming up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just kind of cool to hear her side of the story for a lot of things, okay. like her marriage to Nick Lachey and stuff like that. It was worth listening to. Like, I would listen when I fold laundry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then the next audiobook that I'm still listening to right now is called When Life Gives You Pears by Jeannie Gaffigan. And Jeannie Gaffigan is the wife of Jim Gaffigan, who is, like, that clean Oh, yeah, the, the comedian, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're like Catholic or whatever. And um, she had a parasized brain tumor, like in the middle of her brain, <gasps> yeah. and survived it. But it's like her memoir of oh, realizing wow. that she has this mask ring in her brain. And yeah, yeah it's called when Life Give you, Gives You Pears. I like it. But again, I'm just listening to it little by little here and there when mm-hmm. I'm doing errands or like. Are these like autobiography audiobooks? Do, is it them speaking? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So the Jessica Simpson one is narrated by Jessica Simpson. Mm-hmm. And the Jeannie Gaffigan one, uh, the brain tumor like damaged her vocal notes. Oh, yeah. Her voice is really scratchy. So her sister is narrating it. Okay. But yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Oh, <sighs> I feel like I just ran like a book marathon. I just you talked did. about like, 30 you, minutes. You straight. did. It was like 30 minutes, but that's okay. 
Take a breather. <laughs> Those are all my recommendations. So if y'all are bored in quarantine, you have a good stack of titles mm-hmm. to go through and read. I've yes. done the work for you guys. I'm going to um, probably pick up a couple of those if my yeah, library. You You'd like them. Yeah. I definitely miss my library is like one of the biggest things I miss about quarantine because yeah. I, before this, that's pretty much where I got my books pretty yeah. much. Like I only really gonna- bought books if I like already knew I love the author and stuff. So I know they're going to reopen. I saw a lot of libraries. My friend, uh, someone else told me that also. So I'm excited for that. That'll be good. Um, So mine's going to be very short in comparison to Sophia's (laughs) list. Um, I just have not felt motivated to read these Mm -hmm. last couple months. Um, You know, just like we were talking about earlier, just the fatigue of everything. Um, usually like by the end of the day, I just want to like close my eyes and like think about, you know, something else. So I've been watching a lot more TV actually yeah. than normal. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to plug a couple TV shows yeah, and then I'll, well, I'll, I'll tell you my, my book list first, but, um, okay. so I looked back at our March episode and I had just started reading house of earth and blood, which is the first book of Sarah J. Moss's new um, like more adult series called Crescent City. Mm-hmm. And I finished it like right around, I think, when Shelter in Place was starting. So that like first or second week. Yeah. And it was literally like the last book I had read oh, this man. whole time. Yeah. And um, anyways, so if you go back and listen to that episode, I talk about how it was like kind of slow to start. It was like very complicated. Um, lots and lots of characters um a very just very large world and yeah of, like we both know we love her we love sarah j moss yeah because she is like queen of world building and you mm-hmm. just get sucked into yeah the way she describes things and the characters and how they develop and stuff um but for this one i i had a really hard time getting into it because it was so complicated but mm-hmm. then you know over a while it is a, a, a thicker book so yeah. over a while you know you get used to the characters, you get used to what's going on. And then the yeah. plot really, really picks up like the second half of the book. Ooh. Yes. And then um, here for the next one to come out. I know. <laughs> Who knows with this quarantine, if it's longer or shorter, yeah. Yeah. but the ending was so good like everything you would expect for those of you who love like Sarah J Maas or who love like um dystopian or fantasy or like magic in your books or tv I would totally um recommend this it was the ending was amazing and um you know the characters become like your good familiar friends because you've been with them for this like super yeah. long book um so that's how I feel about the supporting cast now, even though it did feel um, weird in the beginning, like yeah. they were strangers and stuff. Um, there is some romance in it. I like that it wasn't like forefront of yeah. like the plot so much. Um, but the fun thing is it didn't like fully develop in this first book. So I'm looking forward to that in the second book. Yay. Um, again, who knows when that will come out. But, yeah. Um, side note, if you've been reading Throne of Glass with us, the protagonist of House of Earth and Blood, her name is Bryce, and she reminds me a lot of Selena. Just like oh. such a Sarah J. Moss trait to have, you know, strong female leads and yeah. like um tempers and yeah. you know, that warrior yeah. aspect to it's them. The same with Court of Thorns and Roses, too. Yeah, I know. Fair. 
Anyways, probably why we identify Gen Z because we're so strong with hot temper (laughs) and fiery. Oh man, no, (laughs) (laughs) maybe you, not me. (laughs) Um, anyways, so I would definitely recommend um, House of Earth and Blood if you're looking for maybe a longer read, um, with a little more heavy magical dose to it. Um, and then literally. This past week, Sophia and I were like, okay, we're going to record on Sunday. You need to read the second book of Throne of Glass. So I read that this last week. And um, I would, this last eight weeks, I I kept telling Sophia, I can't read. I just like have no motivation to read. And she just kept telling me, it's like riding a bike. You just have to get back on. Like pedal, pedal, pedal. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, Steph. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I got back on and it feels so good to be back on the bike. I'm back yeah. on the book bike. So I told you. Yeah. I know. I it's a muscle. Like yeah. Yeah. But once I got back in, I was so happy. So literally I finished book two in like a day or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then late last night, um, I'll talk about the shows, but I finished the first season season of Never Have I Ever. And it just like ignited the feelings. The, yes, the feels, the vibes. The in feels. Me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Chinese baby right here, yeah. Korean baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, without the temper, also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, so I looked at my my overdrive, my like library e reads, and I looked at for a Christina Lauren book that was available, and the mm-hmm. Honey Don't List was available. So I literally mm-hmm. stayed up way past normal time to sleep yeah. I would I would even say it was like probably closer to when you normally wake up than when you normally go to wow. sleep it was that because I literally read it in one like yeah. one sitting it was that so, good though. I mean it was it was your traditional like yeah. good Christina Lauren like I would yeah. give it like four out of five yeah. for sure yeah. um you asked me like how it compares to the other ones I would say Unhoneymooners is funnier and I would say I like Josh more in Josh and Hazel's guide, but um, I I really liked um, the girl. Her name is Carrie in Honey Don't List. And okay. if you're a fan of um, HGTV or the Gaines, Joanna yeah. Gaines and and Fixer Upper and stuff, um, it actually focuses on or the plot is um, this couple similar to Joanna Gaines and her husband. They have like a HGTV fixer upper show yeah. and Carrie and the guy, um, his name is now like escape. Oh, James, Carrie and the guy are their assistants to the very oh, simple. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I love really like hilarity. It. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fun. It's really it. good. It's yeah. I'm like on the wait list mm-hmm. and like Kindle, whatever thing. And yeah, you'll like it. You're the one that was reading it. And I'm like, where's my copy? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> Let me return it. And then you'll get, you'll get it. <laughs> I really want to read it now. Yeah. So that was a good solid read and really helped me jump back on the book bandwagon. Yeah. So I'm back. I'm You're back. back. I'm back. I do want to plug. I'm, I'm back. back. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to plug a couple of the shows I've been watching just because yeah, talk about it real quick. Been filling my time, but never have I ever season one is mm-hmm. is so good. I'm making an okay a good yeah. okay yeah. sign for those of you who listen to us later. But um 
it's awkward, like it's high school, awkward, awkward yeah. cringiness yeah. that we can all identify with, unless oh. you were cool, but no, I wasn't. No, we're not cool in high school, so we just <laughs> totally identify. And I love just the diverse cast. It's yeah. um, the the main girl is Indian, and it's about her like Indian family. It's written by Mindy Kaling, mm-hmm. so it has a lot of fun comedy in it. Um, yeah. Lots of cute boys. Yeah, I was just telling you because I, you've finished it, the whole series. I finished it, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I am like maybe halfway through. I think I've watched three episodes. Um, But the main character, her her name's Davy, and she's just so awkward. She's like a sophomore in high school, right? She's like 15 or something. I don't know. she's, She's just She's like an awkward little duckling that we know yeah. will one day blossom into a swan when she's like in college or maybe mm-hmm, when she's 25. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like when you look at her as, as a 15-year-old, you're like, you still look like a 12-year-old. Like you just look yeah. like a child. Yeah. She has a crush on this the main guy character named Paxton who's like just looks like he doesn't even belong in high school. Yeah, like I know. Body that's just like, you know, like how does a 16 year old <laughs> have a body like that? I don't know. But I could relate to that so deep. And mm-hmm. I was telling Jen for sure. Just put braces on Davy, and that was me when I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> like so awkward, not a lot to wear makeup, was mm-hmm. so strict. And I would just like walk around campus and just stare at the other like cool kids beautiful on the people. Pod, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful people, like, wow. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but definitely um, – so, yeah, the first half definitely feels, like, super awkward, cringy. but I would say the last three episodes were some of the best TV I've watched <laughs> in a while, and I cried. I had all the vibes, all the feels. Yeah. It was good. It was good. So definitely get to the end of that series. A um, couple other – Random things I've started. I started McMillions, which I think you t- were you one yeah. of people tell me about. Yeah, McMillions is good. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm getting into yeah. it. Um, yeah. I started watching Ozark season one, which a lot of people Ozark. are very yeah. into. Um, I love The Last Dance, which is about Michael Jordan yes. on ESPN, yeah. and it's it's filling a little bit of the sports size hole in my yeah. heart. Um, yeah. So that, and then another show that we both love is called Songland. If you don't yeah. watch Songland, you're missing out. Two thumbs up. If you like yeah. music, or yeah. even remotely like music, or into songwriting or yeah. anything, I would totally check out Songland. Songland it's is a lot really of fun. Good. If the, yeah. if you haven't watched it, you should start at season one yes. and just start season you know, one. binge through. Very Woo-hoo. very good. Woo-hoo. Okay. We have a lot to talk about, so let's keep going. We, we actually have some. I mean, if you're if you're a twihard, oh, some exciting news came out recently, didn't it? Oh. If you're a twihard, yeah. I'm dancing. I'm sure you heard <laughs> that um, Stephanie Meyer is Myers Meyer. Stephanie Myers Meyer is writing Myers. a fourth, no fifth. I forget how many are in the original franchise. She's it's writing a new Twilight four. book. Four in the original. So this is the fifth one. It's I don't know. Four. This is the fifth one. You know, there's actually like another uh, little yeah. novella thing in between. Uh, I didn't read it, but yeah, either. yeah. But this is like a full fledged novel that she's coming out with, mm-hmm. right? Called Midnight mm-hmm. Sun, and it's Edward's perspective. Yeah, highlight. 
And wow, I just felt like a blast from my past came yeah. out when I saw that news because and it was like I, perfectly timed with like yeah. everybody stuck in quarantine. Yeah. So, when is it coming? In June is it coming out? Oh, good question. I don't remember. I think it's coming out fairly soon. Okay. Um, but I just all I remember about Twilight. Okay, first of all, since having my kids, I don't, I can't even remember like what I did yesterday. Like literally. <laughs> We do a weekly family movie night and the next uh, we do it on Friday nights. And on Saturday, somebody was like, what movie did you watch for your family movie night last night? And I took like 10 seconds to be like, what did we watch last night? So that's the status of my memory. So if you're asking me to remember things about Twilight that I read like 12 years ago, 2008, yeah, I don't really remember, but I just know that I was reading it like right at the time that my husband and I started dating and we were like or maybe we were friends and then we were like kind of like starting to date and like all that was happening as I was reading mm-hmm. my life that's all mm-hmm. I kind of remember about mm-hmm. it and I was at the time I was a preschool teacher and like <laughs> I remember I would like sneak the book into my purse oh my God. and I'd be like free choice time guys take oh time gosh. or whatever and I would be like and like read it or like lunch break or snack time. It's snack time. <laughs> like I literally did that work. I was a terrible employee. best preschool teacher ever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember about it, but I'm super excited that they're. I'm will so be excited. I was always, I was always Team Edward. I was late to the franchise. I like read. I read the books actually after watching the movie first, which is oh. not normal. But I, yeah. it was like on TV. I watched it. And I was like, oh, I'm into this. Wait, so were you already married? Yes, when you I was married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like oh. our first year of marriage. And I was yeah. like, Ooh, books. And yes. I honestly, like before um, Twilight, I had like not read for fun in many, well, many years. You were an English I was an major. English major. I had yeah. to read not for fun. Yeah. And it kind of like ruined it for me. So I had not yeah. read for fun, like yeah. college or high school. Yeah. So, and I got married right after college. Okay. And then that first year, um, yes, <laughs> Deborah and Eddie wow, got yes. me the Twilight box set for Christmas. That oh, one they year. did? <laughs> yeah, I asked for it. <laughs> so, anyways, that's how we got it? into it. Yes. <laughs> You're saying you don't re- you don't remember, but I frequently reread okay (laughs) so I'm ready I'm ready anyways um that's exciting news for all the Twihards out there we'll talk about it when when it comes out for sure yeah we'll read it and talk about it um but let's get to finally after 40 minutes let's get to the meat of of our podcast reading through this lovely series it's the throne of glass series uh, we are going through one book each month of the Throne of Glass series. And this past, technically it should have been April, but mm-hmm. we skipped April. We already went over that. So this past month, two months, whatever, we were supposed to read book two of the Throne of Glass series, which is called Crown of Midnight. Mm-hmm. And, ooh, Jensen, would you like to give a quick, okay. like, plot summary? Yes, oh, the plot th- summary. And, spoiler like if you're listening and you haven't read yeah. it yet, turn off. If you off haven't read it yet and you want get to, off, yeah, get off the live. Come back, yeah. Bye, yeah. staff. 
<laughs> okay, so our protagonist, her name is Selena. Um, in the first book, real quick, um, she was in this kind of like championship thing where they were choosing basically like a new assassin for the king of the empire. And she is kind of like sponsored by the king's son, Prince Dorian, who Sophia is Team Dorian. And um, his he has his like best friend who's captain of the guard, Kale Westfall, and I am Team Kale. So yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, so she wins and uh, she becomes the king's champion. And basically she's his assassin to um, like basically dispense of enemies to the crown and stuff and so but um you know we've kind of seen her character develop a little through the first book and in the second book we notice it even more she's assigned to kill these guys but she actually fakes their deaths and like helps them sneak out because yeah um, she doesn't yeah she doesn't really understand why like the king wants these assassinations to happen and like backstory is he has kind of taken over like a lot of land and is like just kind of conquering, killing off like Mm -hmm. um, other countries one by one. And actually one of the countries that he like took over was Selena's home country of Mm Terrasin. So she kind of has that like inside history beef with him also, which will come up at the end. So exciting. Um, I know. (laughs) And so one thing that's very exciting that happens in this book for you for me is that i can't join you here selena and kale have a little romantic tryst it finally develops and blossoms and it it's so beautiful i screenshotted one of my favorite scenes like they're dancing on the balcony and i screenshotted it and said it to sophia because i was so stoked um anyways but (laughs) so they're like together and then um the plot kind of thickens when he's captured and selena you know like the the uh kidnappers like leave a note and like she basically goes to find him and one of the um people she's supposed to assassinate his name is archer archer finn and um he was behind it and he had been working with um Selena's friend Nehemia from book one, who was there from another country that, you know, um, the king was kind of trying to also take over, or if not had already taken over. Um, and she was there trying to like kind of figure things out and like kind of yeah. maybe bargain their freedom or something. Yeah. So basically, um sad news, Nehemia di- dies. Yeah. Um because uh, she's like assassinated, and we find out later it's by Archer, um, because uh, they were trying to get to Selena, basically. And Kale had kind of known this, like there was a threat on Nehemia's life, but he never told um, Selena, and that like kind of sets her off. Yeah, and, like she like doesn't trust him anymore. I think she specifically says, "I will never." You're and my enemy. Again. Oh my gosh. So my heart literally broke. So, okay. This was actually my second time reading this book because the first time I read it and she <laughs> did that to him, I like could not finish. And this was like five years ago. <laughs> so, you know, oh, I'm man. moving past that. I've grown that. up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. Yeah. So that kind of happens. And then, um, 
you know, she gets very upset with Kale and like almost kills him. But right. spoiler alert, um, Dorian's there and he freezes her because he has magic. <laughs> you realize that he has magic in this yeah. book. And he doesn't know he has magic until yeah, yeah, he figures it out. And part of um, you know, this king is he outlawed magic like a long time ago in this land and so for his son to have it is like this big like whoa like yeah all of these are still like question marks we're gonna figure out but um moving on they like find archer um and selena um wants to like open a portal to find nehemia to like get help about um Sorry, I skipped a part. What is that part about? Oh, the word keys and the word gates. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's so, there's so many, there's so much. Yeah. This book. Yeah. But it, we can't, we can't go through every aspect yeah. of it. It's just, there's a lot to it. But the kind of other part to it is like the king, she finds out that the king is actually like opening portals like to other realms. And that's how he's been like powerful enough to take over like all these countries. So now she knows like that's, kind of like her her big mission now is to stop him from doing yeah. that yeah. um and basically the it, the ending happens where you know she realizes like why kale did what he did and like um they kill archer and um they all kind of tell each other what's going on that like dorian's kind of figuring out he has magic and um at the very end kale kind of ships her off to this other country to kind of under the guise of doing a mission for the king, like Mm -hmm. a country like they're trying to take over, but has like long resisted. So, Mm -hmm. um, but it, um, Kale kind of figures out who she is and wants to get her like as far away from the king as possible. Mm -hmm. So Kale realizes that Selena is actually Faye. Dun, 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 and not human she's not so, a human yeah well she is human like in in she that land, in ship. the kingdom yeah, yeah. she can and because magic too. like had been outlawed in that kingdom she's like a human there but yeah. he realizes he sees her like in another realm when she's like chasing archer and stuff or nehemia um and sees her like true fae form in the other realm yeah and she's not just fae she's like royalty Mm -hmm. that's like so yeah (laughs) spoiler alert spoiler alert she's like the niece or something yeah or she's basically the heir of heir yeah which is the land where she's from and like nehemia had been trying to and the rebel group have been trying to basically raise that, find the heir, and because they would be the only ones to stand a chance against yeah. the king, basically. Yeah. The missing heir. Yeah. The assassin is the missing heir. I know. When he like said that, I was like, oh, snap. I know. Like, and like it totally sets chapter. up the next book. Yeah. Totally sets it up. Totally I am kind of bummed that we said we we're only going to read one book a month because. Well, let's just go for it. If we we can make up a month since we skipped one, if we want to read two true. this next month, yeah, well, you have all I, of them too. So I have all of them, but it was just like you you get that revelation, and I'm like, and like what? 
I need the next book. I need to read the next book. Um, this book is called um, Crown of Midnight by Sarah J. Moss, and it's the second book of the series um, Throne of Glass, Throne and of we're Glass. we're reading through the series this year. It's our goal. Yes. Yes. So next month we'll be diving into book three, maybe book four, if we want to get spicy and do yeah. two books in a month. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. But um, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> um, okay. So, Sophia, you're still Team Dorian. Despite okay. all that's happened in this book. Just. Oh. <laughs> I, I. I feel like as an author, part of your obligation is to write your characters in a way that makes your readers want to root for one or the other. Right. Mm-hmm. And like the most skilled authors, I think, do that in a way that feels really natural and mm-hmm. not forced. Mm-hmm. And the thing that is just tearing me apart with this series is I feel like she's purposefully playing both sides. Like she, yeah, instead of, of clearly the writing, triangle. Yeah. And, but like, she's not okay. Like for example, the twilight series, I know there was like a team Jacob faction, but it was very clearly like Edward and Bella. Like that is the main whatever. Right. Yeah. I cannot tell who the main love story is supposed to be about. Cause in yeah. the first book, it was very it was much Dorian Dorian. And yeah. then in this book, it's very much focused on kale and if she was going to do that, I feel like then she should give us some, us readers, some freedom to sort of like move on from that by, by like either showing Dor- Dorian with like a new woman mm-hmm. or, you know, just writing mm-hmm. it in a way that makes But then like, he okay. did say, oh, I'm letting her go. I'm letting her go, but I can't find it. But there was, after he said that, there was a part where it said like the woman he loved like he was like looking at oh so yeah like, i know what you're talking the woman about. he loved and i was like excuse me i thought you loved her both. like why is she doing this to me like it should just be one or the other and i'm i feel like i might be in the minority i don't know if mm. you guys are here on the live and you've read it please let me know if you're a team kale or dorian because every friend that i've talked to including this podcast co-host right here that i'm with mm-hmm. is team kale and i'm like no, Team Dorian, yes. and I no. feel like in the minority, but you are in the minority, but it's okay. You'll come around. <laughs> but honestly, my predictions is um, we've heard like from other friends who have read this already. The series, it's gonna get big. The world's gonna get bigger. I mean, just from that last book, we know like other realms exist. It's not just humans. Yeah. Um, so I have a feeling we're gonna meet a lot more characters. Yes, and maybe will. there'll be a happy ending for our prince. I hope so. I mean, she does. <laughs> I trust her. Okay. If this is yes, like I her, like her. her most iconic her. series or mm-hmm. whatever, I trust mm-hmm. that there'll be like a great resolution. I mean, to it. for Court of Thorns. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. It, it all was, worked out. It oh my worked gosh. Out. And it was worth it. Like I wanted it in the end, the yeah. way it ended. So it's just the journey. You know, I just feel like she's. <laughs> She's playing with you right now. But I mean, it's a long series. It's what, like seven or eight books or something? Yeah. My husband, by the way, just said he's Team Dorian. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it does not be too. Yeah, Yeah, it's fine. Just trying to gain brand brand points right now. All right. Well, I think that we we did it. Yeah. How exciting. Thank you guys for sticking with it and like watching our very first live 
as we recorded our podcast. We've never done this before. If you liked it, let us know. Maybe we'll do it again. Yeah. Let us know if we're still stuck here. We can't be together. We'll do more lives. Um, Yeah. For more recommendations, we'll definitely post what we talked about on our Instagram at Pen and Page Gals. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts. And unless something else crazy happens in quarantine, we should be back next month with some more recommendations and the next book of the Throne of Glass series, which is Air of Fire. Air of Fire. All right. Thanks so much for joining us and listening, you guys. Until next time. Bye.